Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. And just to be clear, each episode isn't just a minute. We're talking about a minute of the movie Titanic. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined as always by my good friends, Joe and Duff. A lot of people have only been listening to one minute of them, thinking it's over after that. Don't I know. do that. The feedback we got on it... I. I just, so they, I just, they basically get through the introductions, and that's about it. Yeah, and they're just like, uh, why don't I just watch the movie? Oh, uh, sucks. Oh, that works <laughs> for a lot of different reasons, but yeah. So, but uh, now they know. Uh, in this minute, Rose saves Jack. Um, so right away, uh, Jack suggests that she opens up her hands a bit, which I think is a pretty bold thing, right? Like, she just took a practice swing, which went horrible, and then she's about to swing again, and he's, you know, life coach Jack, all, you know, with a good solution there of just like, oh, why don't you just, you know, spread your hands apart a little more. Um, so I, I, I kind of like that. And then, once again, the life coach says, listen, Rose, I trust you. Man, what a nice guy. Um, and then she swings is he, down. Is, on- he, is he putting too much pressure on her, though? I don't know. I think he's doing the right thing here, right? Like he, I think he kind of, you know, after she, she, uh, it actually works. The reaction they have is, is sort of that reaction you have when you have an idea and you try it, and in the back of your head you're like, "There's no way this works," and then it actually like works out. Um, I've I never, ca- I've never had that experience. Where, I've where had it, it works out. I've had that experience when it's a bad idea. I do only because I think like, oh. I, the worst thing's not actually going to happen, and then it does. Like our hit podcast? Yes. Yeah. Uh, then they go into the water, and Jack starts freaking out about the cold. Yeah, he, he immediately, you know, I guess there's uh, time is of the essence. They don't have any time to really celebrate, but uh, immediately just starts complaining. <laughs> there's a lot of, like typical man moments in this early part of this minute well media media complaining about something that the woman has endured for 20 30 minutes now yeah she's been she's been waiting around uh what we say belly button deep was our compromise navel deep navel deep deep. yep uh talking to people punching people (laughs) getting axes uh jack's just up there uh you know whining Standing on a desk. She, yeah, he, the man is just standing on the desk while the woman's making two trips. Yep. How, how many people in your lives would you trust to swing that axe? Successfully or that I trust? <laughs> it's sort of a different, like... Well, what do you mean? That's well, the same thing. I mean, the trusting someone, I, I would, like... Trusting or actually believing they could do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah there's a difference for me. Like, I would... There's, there's, uh, there's a few... There's not... There's the diff- the people I would believe to actually do it might be different than the people I would trust to do it. That's weird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like, I, I, mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, there's people who I would be like, like my wife, my, my wife, my wife, <laughs> my wife. 
I would I would trust her to do it, but I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, I'm sure this is gonna work out. But I would I would trust her that whatever like that she was doing her best job. <laughs> she did put out a fire. Yeah, yeah. She she, she put out that fiery fish. Yep, that's right. Uh, honestly, so honestly, Rob, I feel like uh, Molly and the Clutch would just. She wouldn't even like need practice swing. She would just come through the door and like throw the axe. Like <laughs> <laughs> it would be like would, last of the Mohicans. Or yeah, something. it would spin around three times and perfectly land. That's that's how I imagine that happening. Yeah, I mean the the big difference is though, like you know, I'm I'm bringing up my wa- my wife, who's um, I've known for many many years. These two have known each other for just yeah. a couple days. Although your wife is pretty short, though. That's true. She'd she be. Did- Drowning. <laughs> how long? How long did it take for you to build that trust? Uh, uh seven. Like, does falls. it happen right away like this? <laughs> uh, I mean, I certainly don't think so. But you know, it's been so long, guys, since I was like first started dating her that I'm not the right person to ask. What about you, Duff? What do you think? I don't trust anyone. <laughs> I wish there was someone we could bring in. Yeah, who knows about this sort of thing? Uh, I don't know. I guess. I'll put out you know, the call. Can, I'm going to put out yeah. the call. Okay. I hope he's out there. <laughs> I just thought of the Moody Blues. <laughs> I know you're out there somewhere. <laughs> that could be our music cute. Beep, 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 beep. Shooting uh, off a flare. Hello? Oh, Whoa. he saw the flare. Yes. <laughs> oh, trust. hey, guys. It's a relationship Hi, Jamie. expert. Jamie. We're talking got- about trust. Trust. Ooh, that's a... That's a big word. <laughs> Would you count trust issues as part of your baggage? Uh, you asking me? And yes. Yes, definitely. Hmm. Where does uh, that come from? Where does that come from? Yeah, let's oh, get man. let's get deep, Jamie. Um, I had some really two really good friends in elementary school, and we built up like a very good friendship. And then over, they drowned on the Titanic. Over about a year. <laughs> yeah. Over about a year and a half. And then they moved away to Minnesota. And I haven't trusted anyone since then. And that guy was George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds normal. <laughs> that does sound sad. Yeah. It's okay. It's either that or Anna Jones. Whoa. What, whoa. Last, let's hear last about names that. Are oh, I, yeah. I did give her a last name. Can you guys maybe foghorn that? <laughs> Rob, beep that out. But uh, story, please. Um, Yeah, she was like the first real crush, I think. And we dated approximately nine times over the course of sixth grade. She would break up with me. And then. Wait, sixth grade, nine, six, sixth grade, nine times. Nice. Yes. Pretty nice. (laughs) Sixth grade, nine times. Yeah, she would. uh, We'd date for a little break. (laughs) Yeah, I know. She'd break up with me, and then, like, a few weeks to a month later, uh, we'd be dating again. So would she see other guys in the interim? <laughs> Sixth grade. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't... She I wouldn't mean, Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> no, never. I trust her. Yes. Oh, that's did good. She, did, did she ever break up with... Did you ever break up with her, or was it always her breaking up with you? That was uh, that was the end of it all. I broke... I She... It was the uh, end of the year field trip. Um, I think it was like Devil's Lake. Um, A wonderful park. A a wonderful park. And she asked me if I wanted to go back out again. And I said, no. Wow. 
wow, did you really mean no? Or were you trying to just be like, I'll show her? I think I was trying to show her, and then she moved away. (laughs) She moved away too? Yeah. What was it like living in a leper colony? What was happening? (laughs) Well, you know, they'd come for a little bit, and then they'd get healed, and they would leave. (laughs) I'm glad glad that you put a stop to it before you reached double digits. Yeah. That would have been sad, right? uh, I'm just wondering what your logic was around, like, times five or six. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was my first kiss at uh, the Valentine's dance in sixth grade. Wow. I think I was trying to get that. Oh, yeah. Did you guys not have those? No. Lepers don't live that long, so they usually do. I don't think we had. Well, I guess this goes to the whole. uh, We had elementary school was grades one through six and then junior high was grades seven and eight and we had oh junior yeah high so this dances. was a middle school situation got it all right yep. it makes more sense then yep yep hmm. so she th- mm-hmm. okay um sorry about that jamie it's okay thanks so for letting this is me share you struggle with then uh trust yeah yes so would you have been you probably would have had a hard time in this scene um this scene is where Jack and Rose. Uh, Rose is trying to cut Jack out of the handcuffs. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Minute one twenty-seven. One twenty-seven. Yep, okay. Yep. All right. Yep. You, know, you guys just called me. I didn't. I didn't know where we were at. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, but also from Jack's perspective, that's his only shot. So you take that bet. But you had that. You had that shot in sixth grade, and you said no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But yeah, it's right. Jack's smarter than I was in sixth grade. <laughs> so it's really what you're saying is, is you got to find yourself in a position where you just take that leap of faith. Where and hope it where works you, out. Yeah, where you put yourself in a spot in a relationship in where you have no other choice. Yes, and you just hope that it works out. You know, a lot of a lot of things depend on hope, guys. That's uh, that's I, a true story. I, so I've got an idea. So not many of us can get into a sinking ship. Figuratively, yes. You know, yes. I'm always in one. <laughs> but literally. <laughs> But many of us do, uh, are, we're all car owners, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I should do is just let the car drift into oncoming traffic. And if she jerks the wheel back into the right lane, that and means she's, she's the you? one. She, she's also just a figment of your imagination. I think I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if yeah, it feels true. real. I think you're right. <laughs> That's what counts in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, you set your relationship on a course for disaster, and if she or he, whoever your partner is, if they pull you out of it, then you need to cling to them for dear life for the rest of your relationship together. So what you're saying is when you are, are meeting people, you should try to meet someone who can fix you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. I need fixing. <laughs> And that's the best way to go go about it, of course. Yeah, unless you're the fixer, then you need to find someone who's broken and work on them. That uh, makes sense. That is just a plug. To me. Uh, you uh, can join Titanic Minute Steerage on Facebook. <laughs> a lot of broken people there. <laughs> you know, Jamie, while we've got you, yeah, I don't really think this is something that's been addressed directly in our in our program. <laughs> oh, no. You know what could have kept him out of this mess in the first place? Jack and Rose, what's that? Winning at meeting the parents. Oh. Yeah, that's a good point. You win the parents over. Uh, you save yourself a lot of trouble in this situation. What's the secret? 
<laughs> you, you've seen the movie. Did was, was there anything Jack could have done differently to win, uh, win Rose's mother over? Yeah, so he's got to win Rose's mother over. Not be and, poor. And yeah, I mean that helps. Not well, he should have lied about it, right? Uh, or he should have waited to flaunt his poverty. You think he he flaunted too soon at the dinner table? That kind of well, I mean, as you know, we're we're all in agreement that uh, dating, much like uh, job interviews, is basically uh, hiding the worst parts of yourself for later, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it's about and it's timing the reveal of those worst parts so that it can seem kind of charming or uh, or interesting. This guy gets it. Yeah. This guy absolutely gets it, people. <laughs> Go, check Couldn't out my website, relationshipexpert.com. <laughs> Couldn't he have claimed he was going undercover in steerage as like a journalist to see what, oh. what it was like down there? He had oh, the notebook. Actually, that's not a bad idea. He's writing this sort of like long nonfiction book, um, The Life of, of Someone in Steerage. Yeah, I know it, that Down and Out in Paris and London hadn't come out yet. But mm-hmm. like something like that. Could he have done that? Could he have been? Um, lie- a, a I've established already. It's not that hard to lie. Yeah. <laughs> there. I mean, there are those urban rumors it. that like uh, Howard Hughes would uh, go out just kind of disheveled and like meet random people and not tell them who he was and then give them a bunch of money. It could be like that. That could be his story. Oh, that. So he is uh, heir you to a lot of riches. And yeah, he was just kind of down there f- trying to find his he's, he's his best choice, keeping his roots. Just uh, uh, yes, you know, slumming for fun with yeah. Fabrizio and Tommy. You know, that's that's not a bad. I think that that adds at that dinner table conversation that gives you um, a lot of interesting points, um, and you from the the sort of rich group that you're with they can associate with your uh adventurousness perhaps you know to be fair maybe i think maybe we're being a little too hard on jack because literally well i guess ruth wasn't there i was about to say the first impression of jack was uh rapist (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's right yes he was in in a tough spot ruth was not on the deck but that was probably the first she heard of jack yeah, I mean, rumors spread on a ship. The yeah, poor rapist. so even if it turns out he wasn't a rapist, if you hear about someone, it's like, well, at first we thought he was raping her, and it was kind of weird that, you know. It was for, kind of weird. I, you, you, then, the yeah, rape it's like, was weird. It's like, well, then she said she's looking at the propeller, but she was really awkward about it. Um, you know, he hasn't even uh, talked to Ruth face-to-face, and already he's failed that first impression through no mm, fault yeah. of his own. Yeah, that's, that's a good true. point. Well, let's move on then. What do you do if you fail it? How do you overcome that? Mm. Good question, Joe. Murder? (laughs) (laughs) That's an option. Well, Jack's also in a tough spot because he can only win over Rose's mom. Like, he has no chance of winning over Cal. And, you know, sometimes if you are dating someone and they have two parents, or let's say one of their parents is divorced, then you've got multiple people. It's kind of like finding that one person that you can get in with and hoping that they can then convince the rest of the group. Which he does with Molly Brown. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. But Molly Brown didn't have the social capital to like really uh, affect change. In Molly Brown, in a sense, is playing the same game. She's trying to make a good impression. Yeah. Do you think she cares about the impression she makes? 
Uh, I don't think she's willing to change who she is, but I think Molly Brown wants to be accepted to a certain she, degree. Mm. Yeah, she cares more about her brand. <laughs> yeah. The unsinkable her brand. brand. <laughs> she's hopping on ship to ship, hoping, like, I think this ship might go down. <laughs> This is her this brand. Might be the one. Her brand outreach. She yeah. was. She was a sink seeker. She was just yeah. trying to find the one that she could catch. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. She was ready. Yeah. She was preparing to write that that memoir, and mm-hmm. she just wanted the title for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good advice. If you know what you want to accomplish, you just put the pin there and then work backwards. So I think Rob's two favorite movies both feature a. Um, a couple in sort of a life and death situation who, well, at least in this case, only briefly find their way out of it and fall in love. Speed and Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) That's so Jamie, would you recommend like that kind of like thrill seeking behavior as a way to bring two people together? Oh, absolutely. Actually. Yeah. I think you, that builds that sort of bond. Um, and there is, uh, it requires building trust through the process, maybe not necessarily trust inherently with each other. Yes, you have to trust the process. Doesn't that create, uh, doesn't that turn you and the other partner into drama junkies then? And like, you can only get sexually aroused if you're almost going to drown or something? <laughs> well, maybe not quite that level of adventurism. But that's a, that's a good concern to bring up, Duff. You know, you, if you... If you start the relationship through adventurous things, oh my goodness! Now I'm thinking back on on a failed relationship. What was happening in sixth grade? <laughs> it was all. It was a very exciting time, fall semester of uh, of sixth grade. No, but if you start um, and so the foundation is entirely built on adventure, then once you sort of return to normalcy, um, the you can kind of pale in comparison to what you remember of yourself. Which is a good, you know, let's say... Uh, That's why sip- Keanu wasn't in Speed too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Or in this case, like if, if Jack... Um, spoiler alert. If Jack does not sink at the end and they get back to the United States. I think you've brought this question up before, Duff. Like, let's say they do make it back. Um, are they just sort of resentful of each other for the, uh, for the rest of their lives? Because nothing's quite as exciting as escaping a sinking ship. So I guess what like you got to find the happy medium and and put your create a life where, you know, those small little adventures are something that aren't that aren't unique, you know, that are are part of your life. Put yourself in a position to have them. Mm hmm. Be open to them. Yeah. Like a herpes outbreak. Yeah. You know, (laughs) just find that risk and go after it. And the best part about herpes is it will always come back. So it won't fade away, you know, if you're a thrill seeker. That's I've, I don't know if I've ever heard it put in such a positive light. Um, yeah. But you're right. Yeah, absolutely. You're still loved, Jamie, even with it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. <laughs> that's, really, that's really helpful. That's, I'm, nope. I'm, I'm building more trust for you guys in, Good. in this process. Good. All right. Um, uh, do you guys have any other questions for Jamie? No. no, I think that was really helpful. I think our listeners learned a lot. I know I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, glad too. I am ready to trust. <laughs> um, 
the title <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> the the uh, the rest of this minute. Let's just quickly uh, let's quickly wrap this up, guys. Uh, so they they go into the water, and Jack cold. freaks out about the cold. We've mentioned that. Um, it's sort of interesting that like earlier, uh, Jack was talking about how he's from Wisconsin and all about cold weather and falling into it. And as soon as he hits the water here, he's <laughs> he's just like having flips a, out. A, yeah, like he's never uh, felt it before. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but that said, like you know, I would probably do the same thing. I live in Wisconsin. Uh, and then they they see water rushing in the way they they originally came, so they have to find another way. And then we go back, and we're outside Titanic, and we're seeing some lifeboats, and uh, we see what Titanic looks like with the with the bow in the water. This is uh, one of those things that I think, like having an actual set that you could sink a ship in, works so well because the shot is awesome, and it is all real except for the stars, like everything you see there. And uh, there's a lifeboat in the way background, but other than that, like everything in the foreground and the ship is real. Wow. And and it looks a lot like I'm sure this is inspired by like Ken Marshall, who's like a illustrator and painter, has like a famous picture that he did before this movie came out that looks very similar to this. So I'm, and he was a consultant on the movie, so I'm assuming there must be some like James Cameron wanting to like capture that kind of same painting in the movie but he actually like took a giant boat and half sunk it and did it that way <laughs> talk about going overboard ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so then this this minute uh molly brown kind of looks on and comments how this is something you don't see every day um much like harpies comes and goes <laughs> uh, um indeed and uh this minute ends with a flare being shot uh, out and then we see another view even farther out titanic is just a tiny speck in the middle of a vast dark lonely ocean how you feeling duff <laughs> uh all right well guys jamie thanks for coming on and teaching us about trust thank you hey thank you for having me guys you know always uh it's an important thing to discuss mm-hmm. and, and uh we'll we'll do a few trust falls um <laughs> To make sure we trust each other, and and uh, and we'll be back tomorrow, uh, sans Jamie, but with the heart of the ocean that I'm excited about, and uh, much more trust built up between the three of us. That's for sure. We're gonna work on it. Yep, that's it, that's that's what it's all about, guys. <laughs> all right, we'll be back tomorrow. Um...